Hello, residents of Maple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Jokes. And today we're going to be doing a review of Tekinu. Then we're going to be answering just one question from the Maple Town mailbag. So thanks for joining us for episode number 59. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his party hat on and with his party pants on. Why do you have your party pants and party hat on, baby? I turned 40 this week. 40! <laughs> when you turn 40, you don't have parties like that, though. It's quieter. I can, people do have parties that are we're gonna have a night in play some games maybe listen to some jazz music is your wife gonna throw you a 40th surprise birthday party uh no is she into that kind of stuff uh she is i just spoiled it she actually told me that we're doing i mean i'm just kidding (laughs) well we're not gonna have a covid party no we're not oh that's true (laughs) i would say on a normal year probably she's she is into that she did that for my 30th actually but oh oh i got a good story with everyone could wear hazmat suits and then we could party (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a great... I mean, my, my birthday is right before Halloween, so... It kind of would mix. It would mix. There you go. So she threw a 30th birthday party for me, all right? Mm-hmm. And it was a surprise. I had taken... Uh, uh, what is it? NyQuil. I'd taken NyQuil Ooh. the night before. I didn't realize this about myself until that very moment, but NyQuil messes me up, John. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. It makes me feel drunk. For the day after that I take yeah. it. So all day. I, w- I felt really weird, and I didn't really quite feel like I knew what was going on. It was not an enjoyable experience. That's why I don't take medicines. At it, all? It, I mean, hardly ever, because I don't like the... I remember one time I took, like, Mucinex, you know, and I was all, like, groggy, my head feeling funky and weird and all that. All natural, baby. Give me some zinc. You got an old man sweater Give on today. Give me some zinc. I just realized that right now. I know. I love it, too. Old man John. John's got his cranky pants on today. so he's oh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about Johnny Jokes. Johnny Can we jokes. talk about Johnny Jokes? I guess. All right. So the reason that I'm Johnny Jokes today is because guess what? If y'all didn't know, I tell jokes. And here's the thing. They're not good. I, I mean, uh. it's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> if you ask Dean or my wife, they might say that. Anywho... Because I constantly am, I'm, I'm a joker. I'm always joshing around, joking around. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, sometimes my jokes regularly, not sometimes, don't get land. me into trouble. They don't land, right? No, they, they get me into trouble. And my wife's like, why did you say that? And she really hates it if I say a joke about her, even if it's really hilarious. And so when it's really hilarious, I just, you know, I try to hold back. But when it's super hilarious... I speak the joke out loud. Who, who is determining the hilariousness of the hilarity? Hilarity. Hilarity. Who's determining that? Oh, that's it's me. I'm doing it all. Okay. So with that being said, last episode, uh, I think someone was a little bit upset that I made a joke about Leader Games not giving me a review copy. So I wanted to really quickly address this in case anyone else out there had this feeling towards me. I went back, y'all, and I listened to what I said because I wanted to make sure, totally straight up, I'm being completely real now. I wanted to make sure I didn't say anything or it didn't, that I made sure that it was, let folks know that it was a joke and all that stuff. And I did literally say, this is 100% a joke. 
And then I went on to share about some very positive things about Leader Games, who I think the world of. So I just want to say that I do not feel like any company ever in the history of board game companies ever could even for a second, not even for a millisecond, ever, possibly in the history of ever, ever have to give us a game because we're a reviewers. I was trying to do a little Michael Scott there. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so I, I just want to, I just want to say, anyways, I just want to make mention of that because I'll, let me, let me let you behind the curtain a little bit. Dean and I talked about this yesterday. I would say, what do we say, Dean, about 60% of our games that we review are probably review copies. Mm, probably at this point, at this point, at this point so, yeah. so we spend like we buy but if, there, if there's something you know we really want and we're not going to get a review copy of we'll spend the money like you're about to say yeah we re- we buy review like the game we today Tekenu we I purchased um Heaven and Ale Riverboat we purchased Alma Mater I purchased so like it is a regular occurrence that we get we request review copies a lot and people you know they have to they only have a certain amount to send out you know so they can do whatever they want to with them so anyways, I just wanted to make it abundantly clear. I don't give two rats behinds, nor do I think anything negatively towards someone who doesn't send a review copy to us at all. Do you, Dean? Um, no. Are you done with your rant? <laughs> I, was... I just, I don't know. I, I tried to be very clear, but I just want to make sure that would be ever clearer so that people know that. <laughs> there you go. John, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you make a negative comment towards John, he's going to lose days of sleep over this. It, it, it's it's rough, not just for John, but for me because I have to listen to the complaining. I mean, for days about this. It's true. It's the worst. <laughs> it's not the worst, but I do feel like I wanted to make sure that I'm that I'm clear that it was a complete. It was more of a joke about how pathetic we are at Meeple Town was the point of the joke. If you missed that point. <laughs> That we can't get review copies because we're <laughs> terrible. That was that was the joke. It was really against us. Oh boy. Oh well. All right. What? Can we can we do a poll? Can't tell, ready for that? Can't you... tell jokes anymore, man. John. All right. Johnny Meepletown gets I'm his feelings get... hurt. All right. <laughs> so you need to you need to lay off people. Take it easy on I him. Do not He's sensitive. Not... <laughs> it's okay. It's all right to be sensitive and to get your feelings hurt. I I love it actually. I don't. You love getting your feelings hurt. <laughs> no, I just love a little bit of drama. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, poll time? Yeah, I guess so. All Two right. polls, just real quick. See, he's down. John's down for this episode, everyone. You know, I'm not. And actually, my, my grandpa jacket's coming off because it's pretty hot up in here. Well, Dean is like laughing over on the side. I don't know what's so funny because <laughs> I called it a grandpa jacket. No, okay. So I, I made a little change as we started this episode to the episode that I haven't told you about yet, John. I said oh at the beginning gosh. we're just going to do one question from the Maple Town mail but then i started looking and i was like no there's one more that we can do that's pretty quick but it's <laughs> it has to do with arnold schwarzenegger quotes from movies our favorite ones and uh Ooh. i haven't told you about this yet and there's some pretty funny ones so we'll, we'll have to uh, take a break probably and do a little a little research little discussion and research on this there's some pretty funny ones all right so the first question they're I'll... all all my favorite ones are from batman by the way okay go ahead no really the... when he was mr freeze <laughs> yeah there uh there's some good ones in there there's that's some not... gold that's good all right, I just wanted to know real quick, Meepletown, are you going to Spiel Digital? You think people are going to that, Dean? Isn't that over? Yeah, this was before. Oh. <laughs> it was, we, I did my poll last oh, week. Oh, the poll. <laughs> I thought you were asking this. I was like, wait, we're behind. No. Okay. No, I'm just curious because, I mean, Essence huge. It's so big. You know, you got Spiel Digital. It's a, you know, a huge thing. And I wanted to know, like, what 
just curious of what percentage of folks are are gonna were going to be attending. So, what did you think Meeple Town said? How many? Huh. I heard, um this isn't the question. I heard there's some some negative like complaints about this. By the way, really, I haven't. Okay, that's, that's so the let's, extent of the knowledge. Let's, I know let's about clarify. This. I didn't ask the question because there's negative complaints <laughs> to stir the pot. <laughs> I uh, didn't even know anything about this. I don't even know what the complaints were. To be honest with you, I just saw somebody had posted that there was some negativity surrounding it. I don't know if that was like a mass interesting, you know, deal, or if it was just like a few people. There's always a few people, right? I mean, yeah. I'm going to say... And I want to address every single one of those people. <laughs> uh, everyone's a troll in John's mind, by the way. That's another another thing for another day. Another topic everyone's for another day. Everyone's not a troll. No, people did not attend Spiel. I'm kind of a troll, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> you trolled the trolls. It's my favorite thing to do. You think you're Robin Hood in that, right? Like you... Oh, that's true. You I think you're doing this that. to like for the people. You're protecting the people. From imaginary <sighs> trolls. Just drinking a coffee. We haven't done Troll the Troll segment in a while. The <laughs> we don't have it's been any several episodes. We haven't had any. We haven't had any in a while. All right. Yeah. Um, no, people are not. That's correct. What percentage? Uh, what percentage of them said that they're not? Yeah. I think a lot. Sixty-five. Eighty-one. Whoa. So we did, there was not a lot of folks that voted that attended Spiel. Did you just like? I wanted to just bring this up real quick. Did you desire? Did you go? Did you do anything with it? I want to desire to go. Yeah, I know. Is me that too. good enough? That's how I am. I really want to do the online stuff. Like, I want to support it. I want to do, like, reviews through Tabletop Simulator. I want to be doing all of those things. But, John, I just can't do it, man. Yeah. I, it, a big part of why I do board games is to get away from that, you know? And yep. so the experience of playing games online is a challenge for me now you and i on occasion and especially early on in quarantine you and i were playing a decent amount some on yep board game arena right yeah that was fun and i enjoy that and i still on occasion will do that i just can't i just can't get myself hype about an online uh event like that you know there's a lot of time i spend in front of a computer just for life for work for all that kind of stuff yeah i really like to get away from it all and that's one cool thing I like about board games is getting away from a screen. Yeah. That's me personally. So, yeah, I don't get as excited. We've talked about this. I want to, though. Me too. Like, we were talking about how, like, we haven't... So, we haven't done very hardly any cons at all. We've done one, a local one, right? We didn't even do Multiple anything. times, but yeah. We've but only, I'm saying like, we... Yeah. And I'm actually not saying... not done Origins for, or... Gen even Con. for Meepletown, though. We've not done right. anything uh -huh. for Meepletown. And we want to have this desire... Like I was like, Dean, this would be so easy with all of these online digital conferences, cons. We should have been better at doing them, but neither one of this is a hobby for us. Mm -hmm. And I don't just I just I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah, well, I think the I don't other mean part... to be like that, but like it's I just don't I'm not excited about it. And yeah, I'm not. I don't either. have tons of time, so I, I think the other part, John, is that with a con, you're going away somewhere. But like if you're doing it online, we have kids, we have yeah. jobs that aren't, you know, an eight to five jobs, they they demand a lot of time a outside lot. of that. So yeah. so to be at home and to say, I'm gonna dedicate hours to this convention. It's hard. I it's yeah, I, I can't imagine I'll be able to do that yeah. 
like for a whole weekend. I, you know, we've done segments. We we did some online plays yeah. during. I've enjoyed it when I've done it. Though. Is that Origins that we did that? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Um, so we did it. We've done some stuff, yeah. but as far as like really dedicating a lot of time to being a part of it and supporting it, I the thing is like Paul Grogan from uh, Gaming Rules did a ton, a ton during Spiel and did. I like, think that's awesome for a lot of the online kinds, and I love that, and I want to be able to support what he's doing because I think it's I do too amazing, and I think a lot of people are really benefiting from that. But I'm selfish. Well, we, that's the... Th- I mean, like... I mean, you just get to come behind the curtain of Meeple Town today. Like, last week, I think I had three or four nights in a row that I worked, that I was doing stuff until, like, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, me too. And so, whenever I finally get a night to sit down and do nothing, I want to sit down and do nothing. Or if we play... Or play games together. You yeah, know? play like, a game together with my wife or something like that where we can just sit down and chat and enjoy spending time together. Why did you point to me when you said, my wife? <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Because you're my work wife, work oh, wife, work wife. You're the apple of my work eye, work that was, eye. That was a good line. That's that's pretty good. That's one of your finest songs, except the fact that I'm your work wife. I could do without the lyrics being directed towards me. But like the work eye, the apple of my work eye, that's good. Well, I, like I that barely came out. I didn't know where I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, it was good. But it, it happened. Was good. All right, so here's a more interesting, I think, question. Though You have another poll question. I do. Let's hear it. It is, which holiday pizza would you rather eat? Oh, didn't we already ask this? No. You just posted a picture and everyone wanted to block us. <laughs> oh, and they did want to block <laughs> us again this hey, time, I think. Speaking of, we have 499 Twitter followers. So can one person go find, be our friends? How many? 499. Oh, should I follow us? Followers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Should I check and make sure I am following us? All right, proceed. We also have 1,899 YouTube subscribers. So if you're on the YouTubes, someone go ahead and make us 1,900. Make us 2,000 before the end of the year would be really nice. That's what we're hoping for. We should hit that. We're going to have a celebration. Are we? Celebrate. 2K. All right, so which holiday pizza would you rather eat? Candy corn, peep marshmallows, dressing, stuffing, or candy cane. Did you post the pictures? I did not. Okay. Uh, I think this is an easy one. I have not seen... I never look at the polls that John posts, which makes me sad because I see like there's tons of conversation going on. I actually joined in one of the conversations this time without like looking at... Sure you did. You know, what's going on. I feel like this is an easy one, though. You should have put pumpkin pie. Didn't I say I was taking over the polls? <laughs> you always claim a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to put in the effort to this to do this. So I think, John, I think stuffing is the runaway winner on this one because it's serious? the only one that's not a treat. Nobody wants candy on their pizza. But you, whenever we were talking about actually doing this, like five minutes or ten minutes ago, you were like, Ugh, I don't want to put dressing or stuffing on my pizza. No, I don't. But I'm saying, like, given those options. That's what you want? Yeah. It was, but the, it, it was the runaway winner. Is there something Thanksgiving related that would have been more comparable? Like cranberries? But I think I'd rather have cranberries than this other stuff. I too. thought about cranberry jelly, you know, uh, from a can. I actually love cranberry jelly. Dude, my dad loves that stuff. I could eat a whole can. I like it. All right. I like it all right. But he eats like, that's it. Like I'll make like a good cranberry sauce, you know, from fresh cranberries. And he's like, give me the canned jelly stuff. <laughs> like he doesn't even care. I actually prefer the real stuff, but I, you know, a good Thanksgiving for me would be to eat a, eat a can of the jelly cranberry Ooh. sauce and drink, uh, 
drink a, a can of what's that condensed milk there we go oh that's <laughs> disgusting i'm totally kidding about that i do like condensed milk but to drink a whole can of that would be ooh, ooh. we should do that for our video I, that might be that could hurt you maybe i don't probably. want to put that in my body probably you're right sweet and condensed milk so, okay so the what other percentage three. What oh, you, um just say what percentage i'll stick what i had 65 <laughs> it's a lot it was if we round up 72 oh wow so the next one I've got to imagine is going to be peppermint, peep, candy cane, peep marshmallows. Are no way. Yep, fifteen percent. I would have picked that for last, no doubt. But that Did wouldn't you post be the that, pictures too. I didn't. Where you asked me that question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't often listen to the answers that you give no. me. So if you had posted the questions, that picture, you remember the picture of the peep? It looked like mozzarella oh. drops. But not good though. With eyes, mozzarella mozzarella drops with eyes. I but I th- I understand why people said that though, because I think it would be like candy corn is so thick, it's mm. so rich, and candy cane to me I don't know why, but like hard pieces of candy cane don't get me excited because even if you melt it, it still would be hard again. It would dry hard. And, yeah. Oh yeah. You're I just right. don't think it would be very good. And that would be a really strong taste on pizza too. Yeah. So I think I would go. I think I would go peep marshmallows as well. We're gonna find out. Is that right? Are we gonna make this happen? We're talking about it. We're talking about doing y'all. Let's just say it. Who would watch a video? We want to do a Meeple Town live again for those who we had a really great participation. Loved it. We mm-hmm. really enjoyed it last time. And so we were thinking about doing another one um, in November, maybe around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. And then actually doing this, like actually getting a pe- get Gertina. Is that gonna be all we do? Is a eat pizza? pizza? That's the whole thing. Oh, not at all. We're gonna talk about board games. We're not even gonna interact. With, we're not gonna answer questions. We're not gonna talk. We're just gonna eat pizza into a microphone. Mm, that's gonna be perfect. Ugh. Hey, that's what we do around here. Eat hey, pizza in a microphone. Give me some of those plastic and wood pieces again. <laughs> and rub them together. How about that? We did get some good reactions. Do you want to see what you want to hear what some of the folks say? They're wooden pieces, John. Our buddy Ryan Brian. I just called him Brian. Brian Cook simply said, what is wrong with you? To which I sent him a very wonderful gif. How about that gif? A gif? <laughs> That's a good one. That's creepy. That is pretty What's creepy. What's that guy's name? Uh, he's the guy who plays... Um, Green Goblin? The Green Goblin. Yeah, I can't remember what his is name is. Is that his name? You want me to look it up? Real, it, he can make a really creepy face. I just want you to stare at that for a while. Oh, uh, William Defoe. That's who it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. The No Cube Zone uh, basically is a is looking at blocking us potentially. So They threatened last time. They threatened. It's I very think possible. third time's a charm. Uh, Board Game Outlaws asked why the question stresses them out. So I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. Dastardly Design said, quite simple, stuffing pizza with turkey gravy, of course, and a bit of cranberry sauce drizzle. I think they've tried this before. Hey. Does that sound like that, they've had this before? You got... I don't know, but it sounds great. It really does. Except I can't I'm a vegetarian, so I'd have to figure out the tofurkey maybe. You could get some tofurkey. Yeah. And then Meeple Overboard said stuffing pizza actually sounds pretty good. So it does to me too. Like I'm I'm pretty excited. I am going to do stuffing with a little gravy. I'm going to give me a little gravy. Get a little gravy. I'm going to put that gravy up on the pizza. Okay. A little Tom Haverford right there. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to do now? Talk about some board games? <laughs> I guess. What have All you right. been playing? I'm excited to hear what you've been playing, John. You've, you've been you've been teasing at this this morning, and I want to know what it is. Well, it's a game that... I mean, I know what it is. I want to know your thoughts on it. That I tried to get a review copy of, and no, I wasn't didn't. able to. This is a lie. Actually, it was, that's in, un, untrue. This is a game that Dean let me borrow. Did you give this back? 
No, I still have it. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard for you to get. I'm just going to run away. Remember when you said you were going to do that to me? <laughs> I'm you need to buy away. this one. It's pretty cheap. Okay, what's the game? Good Critters. Oh, that was even, not even what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Cash and Guns. You borrowed that too, right? We're going to have a little quick discussion. Okay. I think I, I said quick. <laughs> I'm learning Hebrew, so maybe I'm getting a little bit more of that guttural sound. That's pretty that good. I can, that'd be awesome. That wasn't a sound that's actually made in Hebrew, but I'm getting a little Hot. more guttural. Hot. So it's been really fun, actually, to learn that. All right. So... Good Critters, uh, Dean let me borrow Good Critters and Cash and Guns, and I've brought both of these out, and the reason pew, pew, pew. is because I want, my family fell in love, oh, we can do a plug as I'm doing this, for Feed the Kraken. They love that game. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. that is their number one game, not my wife, she does never played it and never wants to, but my kids, my three boys, will say yes to Feed the Kraken any day, it is their favorite which we are releasing our Feed the Kraken video tomorrow, I believe. The Kickstarter starts, and it's pure nonsense. There are six people played by two people, me and Dean. So we each have a couple extra characters. When this episode goes up, it'll be open, I think. Or I think so. Or sometime around there. Yeah, so, so just be checking that out if you want to see complete nonsense. Yeah. Oh, you're right about that. Give us, give us a little chip. I want to know if people like this video. That's, I'm really curious. Can I, can I, can I mention that real fast? If this is a style, if, okay, I'm going to ask you to watch a video. We don't always ask you to watch videos. Watch this video, please, and then let us know your thoughts in the comments on that one specifically. If you want to see more of like that really bizarre nonsense. And if you do, then Dean's going to edit them because this game took, I mean, this game, oh, this video it. took so long. To Never edit. mind. Don't comment. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Scratch no, everything I just no, said. No, if you guys, if you really like it, if you guys and gals really like it, then let us know because, hey, we're willing. We can do some nonsense. We can do some nonsense. So what's better in Cash and Guns or Good Critters? Now, both of these games are going to have like a little, little impromptu showdown. They're going to have some very strong similarities. For example, the theme is the same, right? You've ro Basically, you've got a bunch of loot because you've robbed or done something like that. Loot goes out on the table, which are cards, and we're all divvying them up. And there is a boss in Good Critters. There is the Godfather in Cash and Guns. Right, Dean? That's right. And there'll be moments in the game. So in Cash and Guns, you're going to, um, instead of, it's a little bit different in Good Critters, though. The boss in Good Critters is going to divvy up the money. And we're basically going to you know, say, yes, we like the way that he or she divvied up the money. Cash and Guns is a little bit different. You're going to actually fight, like point guns at each other and shoot at each other potentially and stuff. And whoever's left standing gets to take the loot one at a time going around the table. Right. Right. Um, I'm going to stop right here. And I want to let, just ask you, Dean, which one do you prefer? I, okay. Let me say this. I'm going to, I'm going to preface this. Okay. I've only played good critters one time and it was not the best conditions right was that with me yeah, mm, matt was there steve was there yeah it was with me you were there okay okay i couldn't remember that's probably why uh, i think I we had maybe a five player six something player, like that. something like that um it wasn't the best experience um just because there was a lot going on and and like yeah there were people everywhere people were being pulled away from the table so it just wasn't like a very focused game i enjoyed my experience but i didn't love it um as much as i thought i would in that experience but i think i would like it more so Cash and Guns, Cash and Guns is one I've played a lot, a lot of times, and I love Cash and Guns. So that that's that's me. Cash so, and Guns. So I I've only played the base game of both. So I'm just going to talk about strictly the base game. Like Cash and Guns has all kinds of expansions, right, Dean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You have well, several. Well, there's uh, two. Is it just two? Yeah. I thought there was more than that. Okay. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's why I like good critters better. How about that? Just let it out on the table. All right. What I think is interesting about good critters is the rebuttal that you can have. So, for example, it's really interesting. So, whenever you divvy up, the boss divvies up the money, then you can threaten stealing or robbing from somebody. You have five cards in your hand whenever you're playing good critters. One is a vote yes for yes, I like the way the money's divvied up. One is a vote no, I don't like the money's div- the way the money's divvied up. One is a rob, like so you but in order to rob someone, you have to put your threatened marker in front of them first. So they have to know that it's possible that Dean's trying to rob me right now. But you could also put it in front of Dean and never play the rob card. You could just be threatening him. Then the other is guard. And so if I threaten Dean and I decide to play a rob card, if I if if Dean does not play his guard card, then I get to rob uh, loot from him. But if he plays the guard card, he gets to rob from me. And that is my favorite. He gets to take money from me. That's right. one of my favorite pieces because like in cash and guns, you point the guns at people and all you can run away if they're like if you think that someone's gonna shoot you, you can run away. but then that's it. In this game, if you predict correctly what they're doing, then you're going to get something for it. It's not good in this game if you play a guard card and they actually aren't robbing you because then you just wasted your card. Right. But I like that. I like that 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 bonus of that. Then on top of that, what I like better about good critters is the skim card, which I think is brilliant. Which whoever you go clockwise around the table, whoever plays the skim card first gets to just skim off one loot from the draw deck. So, like, you're trying to figure out, like, oh, man, this would be a sweet time to take this skim. Like, you might, as a boss, give yourself a little less money. Hopefully, everyone votes yes. Because if everyone, if, if there's more or the tide votes yes, then you're going to divvy up the money that way. If there's more votes for no, then you're not. And someone else is going to become the boss. Um, but you may be like, hmm, I'll just give myself a little less, but I'm going to skim one off the top. You know what I'm saying? And that's uh, that's pretty fun. I really, I actually really enjoy, hmm. I enjoyed Good Critters more, but I will say that neither one of these games is my favorite. Oh. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what it is about it, Dean. It's just neither one. is like, I think whenever it comes to social deduction, that I I prefer a big moment of a, lo- a lengthy game of trying to really figure out what's going on. This is not social. This is more like just bluffing and kind of poker. Is this considered a social deduction? It's probably deduction not considered it's probably not considered social deduction. It's I'm not really not. I'm not really sure what what category that would be. I I mean I guess it does have elements of that technically. You have but. to deduce like what is this guy or right. gal doing? Are they actually threatening me? Um, it's more of a poker game I feel like. And then you're just whoever has the most money at the end wins. Uh, it's still like a I mean I would probably give it like maybe like a six and a half out of ten. Like it's an enjoyable game. Um, if I'm going to play a game like that, I really did. En- I enjoy Good Critters, but it's not nothing I'm going to be, you know, always willing to play. Nothing I'm going to be recommending very often. But I would recommend it in certain situations for sure because it's pretty simple to understand. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 a fun game. Yeah, what it if- doesn't. It puts it in the uh, the bluffing, negotiation, and party game. Those are the categories that it has. Yeah. Um, so, but, but yeah, I, but that's that, that poker aspect of it, I guess the, yeah. the bluffing aspect of it. But yeah, I, I love, I love cash and guns. Um, I just, I think it's a lot of fun. Now it's not, you know, at all heavy strategy game, you know, to any yeah. capacity, but it's just good fun 
with the power cards and with the like you never know who you're going to point your gun at and it's just with a big group and the right group this game is a blast what, what the problem with cash and guns in my family is whoever is kind of being a little whiny everyone just points the guns at them and then, uh, it, then it turns into this big old whiny fest that's been not fun yeah yeah, or, you, you or have to play this with the right group. For you sure. do like that's it's. This was better for that because you can guard against people and stuff like that. So this was a much better game for my family. That makes sense. Every time we play cash and guns, someone goes off crying. Because how, it, how many it's times not, was it? It's not fair. Was it you? How many times? Seven. Seven. <laughs> okay, you played six times, right? There you go. Okay, uh, I'm just talking about a game real fast, uh, not long at all, because it's a game that I love, and you all know that it's my number two game of all time, I believe. Root. Wow. Uh, so Leader Games game. Root is excellent. Excellent. And Leader is amazing. I just want to say that again. It's the truth. <laughs> it is. I mean, and I say that based on two games. I've only played that. And uh, Fort, even though I wasn't the biggest Fort fan, I thought they did a really good job with the game. Correct. It was well produced. It's, it's a fun game. But Root is really good. Yeah. So anyway, this... Uh, I'm going to talk about Root, but I'm going to talk about the digital version of Root. This is specifically I really want to play by this. Direwolf Digital. Um, now, this came out for um, oh good Steam, and then it came out a little bit later for um, iOS. So it's available on iOS right now. Uh, I don't know what it's like or if you can even play it on the phone. I've not done that. I've only played on the iPad because you, you kind of need to be able to have a bigger screen for this one, I think. Uh, I probably should have tested that out. I don't even again. I don't even know if you can play it on your phone, but I've been playing this one on my on the app version of my iPad, and this game is great. We already know that, but the implementation of this one, I was a little worried about. It's a lot of fun. The animation really? is adorable. I saw some of the little you like that little little clips of it. It's yeah, it's cute, isn't it? It's cute, cute animation. Yep. Uh, but the gameplay is just a lot of fun. I really, I really like this one. I need to find some people to play this with, maybe. Uh, I've just been playing versus the the AI lately because I've been wanting to get my root fix and uh, that's difficult. Roots roots one you need to play at you know three players I feel like or at least three players, and I haven't been able to do that lately. So I've been playing the app quite enjoy it, testing out all the different factions, and uh, I still don't know which my favorite one is, but I still enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to. I think at some point they're going to be putting out some of the expansion materials for this. Hopefully. I'd like to see that on there. But anyway, this is a lot how much, of fun. How much is it? This is, uh, oh goodness. I don't know if I can look that up now. I think it's like $10. Does that seem right? And that's the, that's that price where I just don't, I get, you know what I mean? Like sure. if it's yeah. a five buck, I know that it's going to be $10 because it's a really good implementation. It should be $10. But it's the, it's that it's that for me where I don't usually like to play games digitally as much. Yeah, $10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, not, that's a fair price. But I just, I usually don't go for those, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm a cheap Johnny Cheapskate. Is what I, I need to call. Stuff. I really <laughs> like what what uh, Dire Wolf is doing though. Like they're putting out some really good products with the digital board games. And goodness, I gracious, might pick that one up. There's a geek list. I'm gonna make a plug for this. There's a geek list on Board Game Geek that deals with the games that are upcoming for uh, iOS, and there's another one for Steam. Um, and you know, I'm sure there's another one for uh, different platforms. But anyway, there are a lot of games coming out for iOS, and I am digging it. I'm telling you, Fury of Dracula is going to be coming out. I think that got pushed back a little bit. Really excited about that one. Guess you what like I just, your app games and do. stuff, don't you? Guess what I just read uh, yesterday, this morning. No, this morning. Today. Yesterday. Concordia. No, that is coming out. Concordia is oh, coming out. He texted me about that. That's why yeah, I figured that one's going to be a while. That. Brass Birmingham Ooh. is coming out at the beginning of 2021. Birmingham. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Wow, that sounds great. Keep putting out good games, people. Yep. I like it. Now let's talk about 
to Kenu and see if that is a good game. All right, Meeple Town. So Daniele Tassini is a designer that I personally enjoy, and he just came out with a brand new game, Tekenu. And that game is the game we are going to review. It's also David Zertzi, which I'm pretty excited about as well, right? He did the solo mode on this game, I believe. So anyway, in this game, it's uh, it's one of the it's kind of in line with Teo Tawakan. It's kind of in line with Zulkin. It's the third game I think I heard Rado say and so how is this game played Dean is this game good could I have your rating right now <laughs> just <laughs> not kidding. even gonna explain it no I'm gonna say so there is a giant obelisk in this game and you have dice all around it and those dice are going to represent certain sections of the board where you can maybe put a building out in order to increase your bread production or you can um, take one of the die to get some scribes to help you manipulate your dice and to um, increase your happiness of your civilization or whatever it is. Your empire is probably the better word. You can get cards that can manipulate to be one-time use cards or basically be an engine building cards where it constantly um, gives you a bonus over the course of the game when you take a certain action. You can go to the temple and construct pillars and buildings in the temple. And basically those are just going to give you victory points over the course of the game. You can send out statues to give you build statues for the people and get bonuses on those, or you can put them around the obelisk and they give you a bonus every time somebody takes an action on those spots. But in this game, you have all these things working together, and Dean, they do kind of intertwine. They do definitely intertwine with one another in this game. And it's a victory point game, just like all these other games that I enjoy. But do I enjoy this one? I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about this, because this is going to get too much into the deets if I get into... I'm looking at the box. It's my move into art and components, all right? You, by the way, you pick a die and you do the action related to it, <laughs> or you do a production with that die. I should have said that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It's, it's dice, dice drafting, taking an action of those different spots. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I just realized this for the first time. There, When you look at Takenu's box, there is a flag above the U. I, the whole time I thought this was like a, a tilde above that. And I always thought that was weird. Like, why is there a little, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's a flag. It's part of the graphics. It's on true. The box. What do you think about the box? The box is beautiful. I think I like the art on there. I think it's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm more into the overall. I like the art in this game quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. And there's the several artists nice. on there as well. But uh, um, anyway, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I definitely like the art on the box the best out of the game. I, I like the art on, and everything. I like the art on the cards. I like the art on the player boards. I like the art on the actual game board. I think it's really, really good. It has this, you know, the Egyptian really sweet looking type theme. It's, it's, they did a really great job. It looks really nice. Now the board is large and in charge. It takes up a lot of table space. It does. Yeah. So if you, if, cause you not, and you have a pretty large board, like probably Teo to Wakan size, I would say. And then on top of that, you have your own little, your own player board, which takes up a little bit of space as it's well. A little bit of a, little bit of a table hall. It definitely takes yeah. up some space. It's kind of, it's definitely a game where you lay down. It's like, whoa, like this is a, yeah. this is a large, this is an in charge game. And then you have this obelisk. Wait, hold on before you get to that. Cause oh. you mentioned the cards. All right. I'm, yep. John's going to go on this rant for a while. So I'm going to go on a rant. Words in. Um, okay, I, the the iconography in this game I think is pretty well done. And, you know, I've mentioned this in the past that I really like uh, I like good iconography, 
But on cards, I really want the text on there to yeah. know. You know, I don't want to have to look things up. And this, I like both. I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I like to have both on there. And this game has that. I think it's I think it's laid out and well done. Absolutely. Where I is. didn't have to really. I don't. I never looked at any kind of play rate or anything like that. I had Ooh. questions for you, but yeah, because uh, you taught me. But anyway, I thought that was all really well done. So the graphic design and everything is was. It's really good in this game. Mwah. Yeah, it's very good. Now, certain like scoring places, and then whenever you go to the temple and different things like that, I did have to look up in the book when I first started playing it to go, what do you do? Now, how do you score that again? But then you go back and you look at the iconography, you're like, and it oh, makes yeah, sense. that does make sense. It makes sense, but it's not just like, like you could easily tell on some of those. But for the most part, I mean, they did the best they could. It's hard to explain for a lot certain of stuff, things. Yeah, yeah, with icons, it is difficult to explain. But you have this, this nice giant... Get your grumpy pants on. No, no, no. You have this giant obelisk in the middle of the table, and it looks sharp, right? It looks nice. It makes the game, it stands out. It's the Everdell tree, like, whoa, okay, something's popping up. However, it's not very stable, Dean. You can just, I mean, <clears throat> we tipped it over like 17 times. <laughs> that never happened in this game. That's true. We've never tipped it over. But if you just, you know, move it back and forth, it moves very easily. It wobbles easily. John... John is very particular about this very piece in the game. I, I disagree with him. I think it's fine. Okay. When when John touched, like, punched the obelisk at one point, he was like, see, it, it knocks over. And I'm like, one, it didn't knock over. And two, when are you ever doing that in the game? Like, when are you ever punching it? Or I reached for one of the, kicking it? I reached so. for a die, and the wind from my hand blew it over. <laughs> <laughs> we like to speak in hyperbole on this on the show. That so. was a joke. That's why they called me Johnny Jokes. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I it's, do get it's your not the worst. I, just, I don't have the same complaint. It's not the worst. It's not the best. That's all I'm going to say. Now, being able to see around it can be tricky. That's a challenge. Like whenever you're, yeah, you have to get up and stand up a lot or at least lift up off your seat to see the dice on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. For but, sure. Yeah. There's times where I just lifted it off actually when I was playing, not with you, but with my wife, I would just lift it off and just so I could see what it was on the other side. Okay. So that's, that's. But would, would you have rather have it not on I there? I think I would still rather have it though. That's the okay. whole thing. I, I think because the truth it, is, you can play without it on there, right? Easily play without yeah. it on there. So I just I do think the table pre, it does up the table presence, and I and I like it for that. So overall, I'm still I'm still cool with it. Yeah, gameplay. So there we go. You like the game? The cards play? are nice and everything too. You know, John likes the gameplay of this, and the wood pieces are really nice too. Yeah. Oh, components are great. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're not just cubes and stuff like that. So yeah. So is the gameplay any good? Yes, the gameplay is good. <laughs> But yeah, Dean, yeah, so the first time I played this game, there is a lot going on, right? Would you not say so? Like, there's a lot of sections on the board. I mean, how many sections are there? One, two, three, four, five? Six, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's what I thought. Six sections of the board, which isn't overwhelming, but the very first time you play, you're trying to figure out how they work together, I think. Like the best that you can because there's it kind of remind me I told Dean of Trajan where there's all these different sections that like the game plays differently but there's all these different sections of the board and you're trying to figure out which ones work together to you know maximize your points and all that kind of stuff so I remember playing the first game thinking okay which one's more valuable um, and what ended up happening in the first couple games though hey I've won a, I've won a bunch of these games this is why I like this game because I actually win this one I lose almost every other game I play <laughs> but like I feel like it's easy to kind of spread yourself thin on this game and like want to do action here and action there and action there and action there um, without kind of just kind of making a focus towards, you know, a few parts of the board. 
But the interesting part about this game is because it is so intertwined, you do have to, not have to, but you generally have to do most of these actions on the board at some point in time. Let me give you some examples real quick, all right? In order to get production, you're going to take a die and do a production, um, you start on two for all your production, which I think is interesting. If I take a die that says four on it and my production is still only two on granite, then I get only two granite and two, I become greedy, which is kind of thematic. This game is actually kind of thematic. I think so. Yeah, sure. I really do. Our taint, you go into this tainted part of your scale, which we'll get to the scales. I know I'll let Dean talk about the scales. Um, so you're only getting two production there. But if you had built a building... Um, in the city civic something or whatever, I don't know, then you might have increased that production to four, and now you can not only get probably... Quarry, uh, quarries. 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 I think that's right. And um, something else. There could be farms something else. or something. I don't remember. But if you, but you may get an instant you know, granite or two granites, and then you also get to up that from then on. So those kind of work you know, together, because then, but then you need those in order to build in the temple complex. Yeah, and that's. I don't think you can take that for granite. You can't... Ah! Yeah, that actually made sense. All right, I got you off your. I got you off your game. Go ahead. No, but Back you have. Set. But you have to have that in order to do that. But here's the interesting thing: in order to put one of those buildings out, you have to have happiness. Your civilization has to be happy. You have to spend a happiness. Well, in order to up your happiness, you've got to go over to this other god section and up your happiness. Because if you have zero happiness, you can't do that. So that's just. I don't want to get into the weeds, but that's just one example of how several of the actions are all intertwined, interwoven, and you have to play them correctly or well in order. If you want to score well, you've got to like time it all correctly, yeah. um, get the right die at the right time because the dice have pips on them, and depending on what number it is, it's going to affect that action. Yeah. And so when do I take that? When? What is Dean going to choose next? You know, uh, Those are really interesting decisions. But at the same time, you really need to focus. And, and the way you can focus, so at the beginning of the game, you start off with a, you're supposed to start off with a scoring card. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Both games, <laughs> I like it was, the first game, it was like after like one die. The second game, though, it was like after a whole section of play, like a, yeah. a quarter of the game, I went, oh, we were supposed to get one of those. Yeah, it happens. Sorry, Dean. It's That's why, what I do to win the game. That's why, why there's I win. an asterisk in the games that John beat me in. That's right. Which are all of them. Nope, it's never an asterisk. But... There exclamation are, point <laughs> there are things that help you focus in this game like those scoring cards but i do think that you really do need to hone in on just a couple of things that are going to give you a lot of points instead of spreading yourself across the whole board right yeah but you can't totally ignore that's the interesting that's thing. right that's right you can't totally ignore it but you could also you could do one really good move with your happiness and that be the good enough for the rest of the game Potentially. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that's yeah. the kind of thing where like you do are going to have to do a little of some of the other things probably, but if you do it right at the right timing, you might not have to spend a lot of actions. To or do those it. cards. So if you can get your population yeah. up, it opens up your opportunity to get more cards. And those cards are really, let's talk about the cards. Really powerful. Let's yeah. talk about the cards. I, I mentioned during the gameplay, the cards are going to do one of three things. Actually, I didn't mention in-game scoring. They're going to give you a one-time bonus which could be when you produce, you also produce four granite, which is huge in the game. So if I produce, you know, five papyrus, then if I play that card one time, I also produce four granite, which is huge because that's basically two actions in one. Love it. Um, also, it could be even better because your granite might only be at two production and you get to produce four because it doesn't matter. It's really cool. Okay, so that's really fantastic. 
Um, there's also cards that give you like perpetual bonuses. If you go to this God action, you get these victory points. If you go to this God action, you don't, you get an extra bread or you can pay one less papyrus or something like that. So those can be really, really cool. And finally, as Dean said, you have those in-game scoring, but can be, which are hugely powerful in this game. All these cards are super powerful and they can really point you as Dean said, in certain directions. Sure. It yeah. reminds me of like how powerful sometimes the Agricola cards are when you're playing. Like they can really, really affect your gameplay. Now with this game, you can pivot more than Agricola because you're getting them throughout the game. Absolutely. So you yeah. can pivot a yeah. whole lot more and you may have to because of the dice, which we'll talk about here in just one second. But yeah. all I want to say is the cards in this game make the game for me. Yeah. It absolutely makes the game because it makes every game feel way different because there's a ton of these cards. It makes your strategy feel different because of the way they come out. Um, every single time I play this game, those things make the game. But what yeah, about the I, dice, Dean? Hold on. Let me, before you move on to that, one of the things that made me think of is the one that we just reviewed two weeks ago is Court of Miracles, which is yeah. this game is nothing like that. But the importance of those plot cards from Big that. Big time. You know, and that's, you're, you're absolutely right. The cards... You look at them, and I, I, I like this in games. When you look at them and you're like, whoa, every card is overpowered. Which yeah. they're not, obviously. But that feeling that you get, like, oh, these cards are great. I love that in games. I think that's really cool. And this yeah. has that for sure. Definitely does. Um, now with the dice. Let's talk about the dice and the way it also... I'll mention the way it works. So I, like, so the, the obelisk has... You're turning this thing, and there's three different sides. There's a sunny side, a shaded side, and a dark side. And depending on where those are at it actually changes the way you can use the dice your dice are either pure they're tainted or they're unusable on the turn so the way that that thing is shifting and it's shifting very regularly every time every player takes two die two dice they're going they're going to take one each turn but after they've taken two it's going to shift and then all the dice around that obelisk are going to change they not all of them but some of them will change based on if they're now pure or if they're now tainted, which will have to do with the scale. But so what do you think about the way the dice work in this game? I have a love hate relationship with this. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll start with the piece that I love. The scale is really cool. Like the, the fact that you have to think about which die you're going to take that is going to affect the scale, which affects whether or not I'm going to lose points or if I'm going to get to go first the next round, which player order is important it's in this very game. Important. It's not as important as some other games, but it's it's really important, right? Yeah. It's not like what, smartphone ink. It's not that important, but it's, but it's still pretty really, really important. Every four die that you take, I, I, I failed to mention that you do the scale thing is what Dean's talking about. And the pips, if you're taking from the pure side, you're putting into the pure side scale. If you take a, a, a tainted die, then you put on the tainted side. And then you like have to balance out if you have six plus three in the in the pure side would be nine versus maybe you have seven in the tainted side. And then whoever's closest to zero actually gets <clears throat> uh, to go first. And also if you go way tainted, then you lose victory points. Right. Which you might not care, right? You might not care one way or another, especially the, the uh, pure side, right? You might just say, forget it. I really want all these high, yeah. high pipped uh, pure die. And then you just know I'm not going to get to go first, right? And yep. and you're you might be okay with that. You might take all tainted die because it's going to give you it's more just worth points. It. Yeah, it might just be worth it to do that because you're going to get victory points in other ways. The most you'll lose is three, right? But oftentimes it seems like you want to try to keep that as centered as you can. I I really love that that kind of push pull there. And if you take the oh goodness, what's it called, John? The um, the action, Anubis you spend, action the Anubis action so if you take the Anubis action it doesn't affect the scale 
Um, and so, but it's might be a little more difficult to take the Anubis action because you have to spend two tokens or you have to have a card that will allow you to take an, an Anubis action. So yeah. I really like that. Now, the part that I don't like, maybe I shouldn't say I don't like it. The part that's more of a challenge for me in my thinking, I guess I'll say that, okay. is the one, the luck of the dice. There is luck in this game with the dice, mm-hmm. no doubt, right? Mm. I mean, you're yeah. rolling dice and putting them on a... on on you know around this obelisk we have this discussion yesterday and there is luck there's no question about that and you can just have bad dice out there for what you need to do if i need to have a high production of bread so for example the last game i'm not saying this out of bitterness because i i want to say yes, some positives is. with this too he hates it <laughs> my negative is let's say i have a card that allows me to get points for producing extra okay now what i need to do is produce a lot of extra uh, granite, which I think is what the card is. So, um, it, it, I needed to produce granite because I can only produce two granite. Okay. Okay. If yeah. I take a six, I'm going to get four victory points because I'm going to get bone. I'm going to get victory points per, uh, you know, pips b- beyond what I can produce. Mm-hmm. Okay. I needed to be able to do that, but I wasn't able to do that on any of the dice that I needed to be able to do that for. It wasn't just granted. It was granted. And I think, uh, I don't remember what the other yeah. one was. Maybe the scroll or parchment, parchment, whatever that is. Parchment. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I needed to be able to do that. And wasn't, wasn't able to do that with the dice that were out there. And that was just bad luck. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you can do is if earlier in the game, you, if you see some, when you, when you do see a big, you know, production, die for bread you just go ahead and take it even if you'd rather do something else right but if it's not there you don't have the option yeah right and and but most of the time at some point in the game it will be there maybe it depends on the you know it depends on the role again like you can roll all low now it's rolling it for everybody but if your strategy is to like if your strategy is to go heavy heavy marble because you're going to get victory points that way and all the marble dice that are coming out are not what you need well then that's that's going to hurt you that's why i think that's what I like about the game, actually. You know, this is interesting because Dean and I, we talked about this yesterday. I'm an anti-luck kind of guy. But I think it causes, instead of being luck, is much luck because everyone's choosing the same. Like, if it was just me rolling my own die, then I would definitely say, or dice, I would say it's that's totally lucky. But since everyone's choosing from the same pot, I feel like you just have to pivot more in this game. And it causes you to go, oh, shoot. Do I need to pivot? But there is push your luck because you may you you could say I'm going to pivot this way and then the dice come out a little bit different and then you're like oh I could go back to that same which kind is of luck thing. right which I is, mean that's what I'm saying there's a little bit of there's a lot there I mean like a, a considerable amount with with this because even if you pivot you still have to rely on the cards that are going to come out right like and that's luck too now you can reset those cards you can reset the cards but they still might not come out the way that you need them to now I'm not. You know me, like I don't care that much about luck. I'm just saying, like that was a a point of frustration um, for the dice specifically. I think the cards not as much because again, you can reset. Yeah. But the dice can be frustrating. The dice ain't nice. As it's in, from- it's so interesting because like and we, we'll just disagree in the sense of like I've played this game mo- a lot of times and I ne- until Dean said something I never once said. Or even thought, wow, this is really lucky. There's a lot of luck going on in this game. Now, okay, now I it didn't cross it, my mind. I at compared all. it to Castles of Burgundy, which uh, again is kind of that same idea, except you're just you're not drafting, you're just rolling your dice and doing what you what you say. It's a lot easier to get workers in Castles of Burgundy than it is to get the um, whatever those tokens are in this game. The scribes. Scribes, yes. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get workers than scribes. Would you agree with that? I mean, 
it just co- it's more costly. Right. Because you have to take a whole action in order to get one or two scribes potentially. And every action is so important. But you could also get one. There's 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 ways to get them, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um now okay, now the positive of this, but it's a negative for me, but I recognize it's probably a positive for other people. The way that the obelisk moves around, like you said, for the dark for the dark light and shaded side. So it's going to be pivoting and then changing the position of the dice. Now that's gonna open up which dice you're gonna be able to take or you know, whether they're gonna be pure or tainted at that point. I think that's a really cool mechanism. It's just not for me. You know, it's one extra step that I don't want to think about, but I recognize like that's a really cool mechanism. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a really cool mechanism, but you do have to constantly shift the dice around. I told Dean this, like that was one slight negative was like, it's, it, you have, there's a lot of up, little upkeep. It's not like it doesn't take a lot of time, but you're every time everyone takes two, then you got to go and shift everything around again. Correct. It's like, it's a really cool mechanic, but it's a little bit annoying to do, so, you know, but I'll say it was really annoying for me when I played with my wife who didn't adjust the dice and I had to do it all myself versus playing with Dean who we are, shared responsibility and it was like 10 15 seconds yeah it doesn't I, that didn't bother me as so much. it didn't it didn't bother me as much when i had someone help me do it than whenever i was the one having to do all of that and the first time you play you may be the one the first time you're playing with new people and stuff they might not quite it's not that hard to understand but yeah there's not a ton of dice out there especially in the two-player games so. yeah um i'm assuming that changes with more players but i've not played more players yes so. um okay so final thoughts final thoughts you good with that yep go ahead all right so i you might think Oh, this is not Dean's style of game. And you might be correct, but you might not be. All right. Yeah. Um, when we played uh, Teotihuacan, seems like everybody in the world loves, loves, loves that game. And it's just not, I'm, I like it. I just didn't love it. Okay. Yeah. Zulkin, I thought was fine. I liked Zulkin better, but still not, you know, way, way up there. Mm-hmm. Now, Tekinu is my favorite of Tassini's designs. Um, and it's a pretty clear winner for me. I think this one is quite a bit of fun. Now, there are some things that I don't love about this game, which isn't going to elevate it to, like, greatness for me. But, you know, I like dice drafting. I don't always love tightness of games, and this is a tight game. And I think for me, that's it is a knock, not on the game, it's a knock for my personal preference as to why I don't really love, love this game. Got you. But there's some, you know, again, the dice drafting, the scales, I think are really cool. I love the cards in this game. Um there, the, the different moving parts, I don't always, you know, love in games, but I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. I think it's fun in this game. I like the different things that I'm doing. I like putting those buildings out on the side. I like putting my columns out there and getting points from those tiles that you're putting. I like doing all those things. So for me, I really, really enjoy this one. I'm going to give this one a seven and a half, which is That's um, good. pretty good for me in this one. So this is between a seven is a good game, usually willing to play. Okay. Eight is a very good game. I like to play. Probably I'll suggest it never turn down a, a game. Well, I'm I'm going to turn this one down sometimes. Yeah. But I still think it's a really fun game. And more often than not, if John says, hey, will you play Tekinu? I'll say yes. Part of that is because I can't beat John in this game. And I've got to. It's, Eventually it's, one day. It's eating at my pride. Well, that's good. Because that doesn't happen in very many games. As you can imagine, John's probably got this rate a little bit higher than me. That's so, my guess. Yeah. So this is one of those. I remember with Teotihuacan, like the it, it was a game that I gave an eight out of 10 and now it's nine and a half to 10 out of 10. Like it, it was my probably 10, like it was in my top 10 of all time. Like I really love that game. It just took some time to kind of grow on me for whatever reason. I don't, I don't really know why just certain games are like that. I really liked it the first time, but like it just, the more I play it, the more I'm like, wow, this is really pretty brilliant. 
And it's kind of how I'm feeling with Takenu. Um, not quite as high as Teoto Wakan, but I feel like the first time I played it, I was like, this is a really solid game. Tassini did a great job again. And then I played it again. I'm like, wow, I like this. Then I played it with Dean. I like it. Really, for me, it all revolves around, <laughs> revolves around <laughs> the cards. The cards to build mm-hmm. engines, the cards to get those pretty potentially big one-time bonus actions. And the way that those shift the game every single time I play it, again, every time I play, I feel like it's a different game because of those cards. And getting the right ones feels so satisfying. Building that right engine feels so satisfying whenever you do it. Um, so I really do. I really enjoy this game. Got, Dean, I, this is, this is, I'm hesitant to give it this score because I, like, I feel like last year I gave this score to a couple games that didn't deserve it. I'm just going to be real. But I'm going to give this 9 out of 10. Ooh. All right. This is an absolutely excellent game. I think this one's going to rise for you, though. I really like it. Just like a golden obelisk of the sun. This is what it's going to rise like. Just like the Egyptians rose the obelisk. Man, you're a poet this episode. But here's here's the thing I want to address that I've heard some people say that it's not as good two-player. And I understand that sentiment for sure because in the temple we didn't get there's just too much for us to go into details about everything this we'd be talking for hours on this game the way your whoa your your columns that you're that you're erecting um actually score different amounts of points based on buildings that are out there so yes with more players that part is far more interesting um there's in-game there's scoring that takes place in the when you're putting up your building section as well in the quarries and all that. Whoever it's an area majority, yeah, that's more interesting with more players. However, I just didn't feel like it was that big of a womp womp womp. Whenever I play two players, I love this game. Two players, I think it's a fantastic game. This is right now, right now my game of the year. And that may absolutely change. This will be one where Dean and I will not agree, and this can't be Meeple Town's game of the year because he's down to a seven and a half. But for me personally, like right now, I mean, that could change. Seven and a half might even be a top 10 for me this year, though, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really good games that are still coming out, but I just, it's going to be hard hard to beat this one this year. This was really good. Yeah, it's definitely not my game of the year. I think, well. But you did like it. More than more than I than you anticipated, expected. and yeah. you said you thought I would like it. Seven I did and a half too. is a good score. That, oh, it is. You know, it's a really I'm, good. Score. I'm going to play this game more, and it's going to be one that I think about. Which, yep. yeah, yeah. I've kind of gone back and forth and waffled a little bit on my scoring. I started off high, and I kind of went lower, and then I'm I kind of settled somewhere in the middle there. But I, I, who knows? I could this one could raise up for me like yeah. an obelisk of the sun. There it is. There we go. All right, let's get on to our questions. All right, John, it's mailbag time. Let's hear your song. I'm nope. sure you got some sort of song. Nope. Okay. All right. Excellent. You have no idea how happy that makes me. Mailbag, mailbag, gonna get in the bag, cause I'm a mail going in a bag. No, it's going not that kind bag. of not that kind of mailbag, actually. Well, it is now. Oh man, I just pulled this up in the wrong. I place. definitely wasn't gonna do one until you said that you were happy that I wasn't, and then I was like, "In your face, sucker!" <laughs> Before we okay, uh, we just have a couple questions we're gonna do today because we're we're running a little bit long on time. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, so the first one we're gonna do this one comes from, uh, let's see, this one comes from Lance. All right, just Lance. Lance says, "I'm a few podcasts behind, but I was wondering how the legacy elements of my city compare to the different scoring cards." in cartographers so what are your thoughts on that 
Um, with the scoring mm-hmm. cards, it's kind of like Isle of Sky. You know, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's it's way different. It's very different. So in in my city, the way that you're the way that scoring changes is that as different buildings go out onto your board, and like you surround them or you cover them up or you have tiles that come out that if you have different other color tiles touching those yeah. tiles, you get points. So there's a lot of different ways, but it's not. It doesn't change every time for one, right? Not every time. Right. I mean, it changes as the game goes on, but it keeps the same rules from before, right? Yeah. So you don't have like Kinda a lot of it. that, like, uh, re- re- not replayability, variety in scoring, I guess, like yeah. you would in, in like my city. Or, uh, uh, sorry, cartographers. Cartographers, so. yeah. But it does change over time and stuff, so. Yeah, so I would say they don't really compare at all. I don't know what I would compare that to. Yeah, I wouldn't compare them either, I don't think. Okay. All yeah. right. Good and, games, though. Both of them are good games. Yeah, for sure. And second, you'll need some prep work for this question, which John and I put oh, in yeah. extensive time prepping for this part. Uh, three minutes. What are your top five Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners from his movies? I don't have top five. Oh, I, from well, his movies? I actually have some that are just like quotes of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I did not relay that well enough to you then. That's fine. Then we, We're going to do this anyways. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Um, who's going? Do you have to say it in an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice? I mean, because I'll butcher it if I do that. I think so. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. How about you go first? All right, I'm just gonna say this in my normal voice. Wait, what if you steal mine? Maybe I should go first. Oh my gosh, go first. I don't right. care. Hey, two of mine are from the same movie. Yeah, then two by three. Quote. All right, go. Kindergarten cop. Go first is yeah. not a tumor. <laughs> what? It's not a tumor. I know. I understand. No. <laughs> All right. This is one of my favorite quotes. All right. One of mine is, you have to remember something. Everybody pities the weak. Jealousy, you have to earn. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wrong. That is so wrong. That is one of the worst quotes I've ever... Talk about someone who thinks very highly of themselves. (laughs) Everyone pities the weak. Jealousy, you have to earn. (laughs) That's really good. All right, my next one is from oh, Twins, hilarious. which I haven't seen Twins in years, but I just saw this one. I thought it was funny. Um, the, he knocks a dude off his bike, and they said something like, what did you do? And he said, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's really good. Um, anyway. Oh, my gosh. All yeah. right. So what did I have? Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, we can't, you know – I want to say this as we're going through this. There's some really like like I'll be back. Like there's some really. That's re- not. I'm not using that. But there's some very. He has some very iconic sayings. From oh movies. yeah, absolutely. Hasta la vista, baby. Like that's like like for real, man. Like, I use that on the daily. You use hasta la vista, baby. And I'll be back. Mostly because wow. I'm quoting Michael Scott from The Office. I'll All be right. back. Here's the and next. I am back. So how about this? Um. In Running Man, he says, I'm not into politics. I'm into survival. Coming from a politician before he became a politician. That's why I wanted to share that. How about that? That's not great. Is that, is that, <laughs> is that irony? Maybe. That's is all it? I wanted to say. I, think, I guess it would be. The that's next right. one's really good, but I just wanted to mention that. That's kind of interesting that he, that's more of an interesting than a funny. You're just saying quotes. I'm, I'm giving my top three. This is what they asked for. But they asked for top five. But did you tell me that really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that one would be my number three. The wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's my turn. I'm saying that that one would be my number three. Oh, I got you. Okay. The last one would have been. I don't know. That last one was ridiculous. Number six. Probably. Two, and I'll give you my number one next. Okay. All right. This next one also from Kindergarten Cop. 
which is a really good movie, by the way. I haven't seen that one in a while. It's been either. a minute. Been a minute. Detective John Kimball says, we're going to play a wonderful game called Who's My Daddy and What Does He Do? <laughs> I loved that. I do remember that in the movie. <laughs> Uh, that's good I like that one alright here's the quote my number one number one Meeple Town is from Conan Conan the Barbarian oh I almost picked one from Conan too what is best in life is this the one or no 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 it was a different one what is best in life to crush your enemies see them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women <laughs> oh my goodness wow <laughs> whoa that's ridiculous what is best in life to crush your enemies see them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women wow arnold has said some pretty serious stuff oh yeah some oh of these, my gosh some of these are not fa- are not safe for meeple town no that's i mean that's really the one that you just shared that's a really awful saying now i could do a top 10 of which okay Look up a couple videos. One, just look up like top Arnold quotes. And there's like one that has 160 of his best quotes or whatever. If you just look up uh, Mr. Freeze. So from Batman and Robin, uh, Mr. Freeze quotes. There's some really, really good ones on there that are just so over the top. Like really not good puns. Like let's, (laughs) I can't read that one. Okay. um, What what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Cool party. Stay cool, bird boy. Those are pretty good. Predator was, if it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> there we go. Tonight's what? forecast, a freeze is coming. I'm done with these. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Are you done with these? All right. Yeah, those are actually pretty fun. That those, was, those are good that questions. Was great. I great, do like that. Great stuff. I hope I didn't just reset my computer. All right. Um, next question. This one is going to be a little bit longer. This will be a, uh, could be a lengthier one, but again, we're going to try to try to keep this short. This one is from Blake. Um, Blake says... Uh, Should we have just answered that one question and ended the episode? Too late. Okay. What would your ideal game look like? We probably could spend a whole episode talking about this. We might have to. I know this is going to be like an hour and a half episode. That's all right. What What's your ideal? What does your ideal game look like? Or to put it another way, what kind of game would you get the most hyped about? Mechanisms, player count, play time, complexity, theme, designer, artist, components. I. I'll, I'll just give a couple things, I think, or a few things or several things. I A Civ game is really gets me excited, like to build a civilization, even though I don't have any that are, yeah, one's almost top 10. Um, like a, to really feel like I've accomplished something. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't, so either a Civ or a, it doesn't have to be through time, though I think that's really neat and I like that a lot. But if, or if I build an empire, let me say that might be better. Like, a, oh, I like both, something like that, where I feel when I set back, like I accomplished this is my, this is my empire or whatever it may be. I think that's something I would really, really like. I very much like engine building. If you, if you all know that, I also really like dice drafting, which I mean, we just talked about Takenu. Like, I think that that, that, that can be really fun. Pulsar, like just the way that you can manipulate, use dice drafting, especially when you like factor in colors of dice and stuff like that can lead to some really interesting decisions in games. So those are, those are a few things that I would like to, I guess that's what I'm going to build. I'm going to build this game right now. All right. How about that? Funny enough. Mine would be kind of similar. Wow. There would be some similarities. Now, mine would be probably have to be more thematic. Have yeah. to have like amazing components, right? Like I want these giant buildings that are, you know, if you're building buildings, because a city game would do the same thing, I think. Something yeah. something where you're building something and doing stuff, I guess. Maybe like a, I don't know, maybe throw in some superheroes if it's so, if it's <laughs> some kind of a city building where I feel like, you know, you got to also save the city. Okay. So like you're the city manager, but okay. you also have like, 
the Avengers. That would be that would be kind of cool. Interesting, right? Designer, we're looking at uh, Uwe Xander Wallang. Do you <laughs> see that? Uh, Uwe Rosenberg and and Alexander Fister and 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 uh, Tassini's moving up the list <laughs> for I me, say, man. Eric Lang and and Martin Wallace, all of those designing a game together, maybe. Yeah. Um, Anyway, throw throw some Tassini in there, baby. Throw some. There's a lot of. How about a little Kiesling? Hmm. I like that too. Yeah, but that wouldn't be. I need somebody that's going to add theme. So I would say it probably needs to be somebody like an Eric Lang to do this. Gotcha. Not necessarily him. Art. Um, I like a lot of different artists, but like Kyle Farron, I really, yeah, Kyle Farron's really good, but it wouldn't games. fit for what I need. Like Beth Sobel's an amazing artist, but it wouldn't sure fit for what I'm looking yeah. at. Right. Really? Um, what are I you mean, looking at? Highly thematic game where you're building up a city and also trying to manage these heroes and villains. Interesting. In city, right. Okay. You want like a comic book artist maybe? Mm, I don't think so. You don't, <laughs> you don't want it to be that. Andrew Bosley. That's okay. what I would pick probably. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a boring pick. You don't like this? I like Andrew a lot. His stuff. I just, I'm just kidding. In my mind, this game, like you're walking in this city too. Like mm. this board is the size of a house. One another key component for me because I get excited about mechanics is I like games where have you have cards and lots of cards with lots of different like different cards. Like they're all every card's different. Like that's what I like about Terraforming Mars. That's what I like that about Tekenu. How many different you know how many different cards are like I like games where you have that to where it really feels different every single game. I like through the ages. Of course, they're the same cards, but the card play is a big deal. So, you know, I'm kind of explain. I'm kind of describing Tekenu right now. Oh my goodness! But it's not that good. <laughs> your game's not that good. No, Tekenu is oh. excellent game, <laughs> but it's not like one of my favorites. Like of all in your time. wildest dreams, the game that you you could you know have whatever game you wanted in the world and it's not as good as Tekinu. no it's, it's no. pretty crazy all that's right that's not that's not accurate i, I think it do, also, you, do you like hard play like that like terraforming I, mars and I stuff do. i really mm-hmm. love that those that mechanic yeah yeah i okay to kind of oversimplify the answer to this when i'm looking at like what i love <laughs> everything's squeaking so much no i don't even understand i'm not even i'm moving. not moving my legs like up and down like i usually Got a burden do. here maybe it, we maybe. do there's, that's really good. Uh, okay. Um, I like <laughs> midweight thematic games. I like that. What am I doing? I don't, know. I don't understand what's going on here. I need a new table, Meeple Town. All right. I like midweight thematic games the best, I think. Okay. Like hybrid thematic that also like Yuri games. There you go. So there you go. Is that it? There it's, that's it. Is that the whole episode? Episode's over. Okay. Talk about how you can get in touch with us. How I can get in touch with us? Yes. You I mean, me- also anyone else who's listening. Uh, we'd love for you to review. We haven't had, y'all, we haven't had a review lately on the podcast. And I that's my, one of my favorite sections of the podcast, actually, is when we're getting people We just reviewed Takinu. No, other people reviewing <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. We need more of those. We, those those, are, those ho- are fun. Those have been, I mean, the ones that have come have been really funny. So, we, y'all, that would be great. Um, Plus, you need to boost John's ego because he's been pretty down lately I'm about that one negative comment. All. Not been down at all. Losing sleep over that comment. I don't care. MeepleTownGames.com gets everything. If you want to get some MeepleTown swank, then you can go to MeepleTownGames.com and check out our shirts because not that many people are buying them right now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We need need to get some more. You need to go buy a shirt, then go on the Twitters or Instagram, take a picture of it, and we will retweet you. We will re-whatever you. We will. Yes. At Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, speaking of those, and Board Game Geek Guild 3407. 
Episode 59 in the books. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> for F- you just screwed it up. Thanks. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Okay. I think we need to get some new swag in the shop, maybe. That'll draw people in. My what, swag what can we get? is garbage. Can we get like uh, Meeple Town whoopee cushions, maybe? What? Whoopee cushion. I thought you meant like the way the design or something like that. My boys have a fascination with wanting to buy a whoopee cushion lately. So maybe we can get a Meeple Town one. Whoopee cushions are pretty awesome, actually. They're pretty fantastic. I was going to say we could maybe do a Frisbee. Meeple Town live episode where we're taking off our shirts. Oh my and goodness. we say if you don't buy our shirts right now, Dean and I are going to take them off in front of the camera. Oh, man. Then we could probably get some sales. That's, we get some, we get some <laughs> unlikes, I think. <laughs> <laughs>